The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Do you remember the 21st night of September when T-Bar, Mason, Slapjack, Unmasked, Retribution on Monday Night Raw, the go-home show before Clash of Champions... This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary, Justin Labar. Matt Morgan will be here shortly. We saw him before, folks. He's really going to be here. He's just charging up his phone a little bit. So much to unpack tonight. Retribution, T-Bar, Slapjack, Mace. T-Bar, Mace, Slapjack. I want code names. And they're offered contracts. They were, like, blowing up... uh, like stuff outside of the performance center a couple months ago and instead of uh trying to arrest these guys they got offered contracts um so from just a logic standpoint a lot of stuff wrong wrong with tonight's show what was the most illogical in your opinion uh, that they were offered contracts that retribution after months of vandalizing their property and like sawing, you know, chain, taking a chainsaw to the ring ropes and chasing after announcers and they're offered contracts. Here's what I want to know. We could, we didn't even know who these jokers were. We had all this elaborate security to try to tra- track them down. How did, how did, I mean, now we know the real names. Now we know enough information to get their lawyers to sign a contract. Like, where, like, where did that come from? Like, you know, the, the only way that this can ever at all work, and it's a very thin line if it could happen, is if, I mean, obviously they have to be in cahoots with somebody high up in the company. Again, I know I go back to the Triple H theory, but how, what other, and even the commentators sold it. They said, how do they get contracts? How do they get contracts? I mean, if they did something like that, that would, that would definitely help justify it. But do you, do you really think they will? I mean, how often are we waiting for <laughs> something good to come, you know, in storyline, and it just never does? It just fades away. They're going to have to. They're going to have to say something. This is like if Occupy Wall Street protesters got offered jobs as investment bankers. Like that's how much sense this makes. This is like Antifa getting jobs on the police force. Going, well, we like the cut of your jib. We think you got some things to say. Come aboard. Here's a rifle. Yeah. What was Having that said, I, I didn't find it as boring, you know, raw tonight. As you know, I was kind of curious where they're going to go. Um, you know, Dabakato and, and Braun Strowman, I was curious with that. Of course, they just destroyed him. He was the one guy I felt like in, in Raw Underground that kind of had a name coming out of that, uh, that yeah, concept. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, and then they just destroyed him. Uh, but, yeah, outside yeah. of that, uh, it, it, it wasn't hard to sit through, I guess, even though it was, a lot of it was really dumb. Yeah. There was a lot of there was a lot of headlines from the creative department of like okay here's some here's some big things happening some big movement but it's like then we can go into it okay was it smart or was it stupid booking yeah uh, Garris Plowman with the two ninety nine super chat saying heal Matt Morgan tonight please it's mild better than raw <laughs> <laughs> I was freaking firing it up Friday <laughs> you were man and the great thing I was telling Raj just off there I was like. Raj, he was yelling at people for sending in super chats and giving them money, and then they were giving more money to yep. like mess with Matt back. So I'm like, maybe yep. he's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got the you've got the reverse psychology thing going. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, they're not entertained by. I'm telling you, when wrestling sucks, I know I've got to turn it up when we're on here. Yeah, absolutely. And just with that, right away, uh, Brett Murphy uh, with the Six Dollar Super Chat saying, "Non-breaking news: the men's tag division still sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Neil Akira saying, "And the drinking game begins." <laughs> Justin Lopez saying, "They didn't even have to say they were given contracts because they all came from NXT, so they already had contracts." We obviously know that's so, me. Yeah, yeah, that would have made a lot more sense storyline wise. Yeah. Is just saying Justin Lopez should be writing for them, Raj. Absolutely. I'll tell you, Mia Yim and Mercedes Martinez tonight looked fantastic. The other three guys looked like jabrones out there in their weird bootleg Bane masks, the dude in the hockey yes. mask. Yeah. They look lame. Yeah. Well, well, that's what's weird about this is that I would I would have said, I would have almost agreed with Justin on that point if they were eventually <clears throat> going to 
be unmasked and you say, oh, that's Mia Yim or oh, that's Dominic Dijakovic, but they're giving them these ridiculous names as if it's like a whole new character for them. Right. So, like, I don't think like, Dominic Dijakovic's not going to be Dominic Dijakovic. He's going to be uh, uh, T Bird or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> yeah, no, T Bar. It's not T Bone, it's T Bar. Oh no, T T Bird was in the uh, the Crow. That's right. T Bird is part of the group that was going after the Crow. Right. T T Bird is from Greece. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or yeah. T Bird. T Bird. That's something. Yes. I mean, now now growing up, the original American Gladiators had cool names like Nitro and Laser. Uh, GI Joe had a Gung Ho, Snow Job, Torpedo, Blowtorch. Like these things were cool back then. I don't know as a grown man that I'm really excited to watch Slapjack, T-Bar, and Mace. It just seems kind of silly. And that's saying something when I'm talking about professional wrestling, let alone Monday Night Raw. Yeah. This feels like a very uh, Spirit Squad-ish thing. Like, it's going to be a short-term thing, and then they're going to have to repackage everyone uh, involved. Because I can't see T-Bar being this, you know, Dijakovic's name a year from now. I hope not, for his sake. Well, and, like... And then, so what's the explanation? Will, will we eventually... Or maybe do we ever even get the identities? Because like Dijakovic looks like he's he shaved his head. Like yeah. so maybe maybe this maybe this isn't going to be an unmasking. Maybe this is just these guys represent all the pissed off wrestlers that have felt shorted. But and, and that's why you have this army of other people that never get unmasked because it's just supposed to represent the army of people we could associate with them uh, of disgruntled former talents. I guess like they're Justin, not all, they're not all going to get unmasked. Justin, you want this to work out so badly. <laughs> well, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I'd rather, I'd rather. Ha I mean, I don't want to sit here and waste time watching something that's going to fizzle out in three weeks. I'd like them to actually do something cool. I like, I like with this whole thing of they got contracts. Well, how the hell do they get contracts? Kind of like how Eric Bischoff was the one behind the NWO. Like, I'd like there to be a aha moment. Right. Uh, I have again. I have every week that goes by, my sure. hope gets less and less. But you know. But yeah. do you think Triple H is backstage thinking like, oh, I got to get in on this. Please put me in this angle. Make right. me the big reveal. What's my code name going to be? Like, I don't think, like, I could see Vince wanting that. If I'm Triple H, I want to run as far away from this as possible. Well, I do wonder what it means for, like, like so that's obviously Mia Yim and obviously Mercedes Martinez, both of whom are regularly still appearing on Wednesday nights as those characters on NXT. So does that, is that going to stop? Or are they going to continue this double life right now? Well, Mercedes, they kind of wrote her off a couple weeks ago uh, when she was fired from the Robert Stone brand. And I think Mia Yim also has kind of been phased out, so... Mm. Uh, you know, Shane Thorne had been one of the guys. He was, he wasn't, I don't think that was him this week. That was, um, what was it? Slap nuts, slap nuts, slapjack. Um, smiling. So yeah, slapjack. Uh, so I'm pretty sure that wasn't Shane Thorne. I'm not sure, uh, if someone is just filling in for Shane Thorne until he can appear or not. Um, well, and the other big guy was the guy that used to be an announcer, right? Dio Madden. Yeah, Dio Madden. Yeah. yeah. Think hockey mask guy should be thanking his lucky stars. He doesn't have to show his face with this. <clears throat> Yeah. Why? Because we don't know who he is. He won't be tainted by this forever. He's not getting any on him, Matt. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay, gotcha. Matt, if you had to choose, you'd be like, can I wear like a hood or something? Do we got a gimp mask? Is there something I could do here to not have to show my face on TV? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, uh, Shop, $5 super chat saying, four-man booth. Much love, guys. By the way, beat, uh, being the elite better than Raw. Silver impersonating yes. Brody equals gold. Brody telling Silver to fall down for Sue and Sue doing voodoo. Apparently being the elite's good this uh, week. It always is when John Silver's on it. <laughs> Matt loves John Silver. Love, uh, love him. Matt, Matt's nominating John Silver for best actor at the next Oscars. <laughs> He's amazing. <laughs> uh, our friend from China saying Retribution looks like Nintendo's Double Dragon bad guys. It is yeah. similar. There is that heavy vibe there. Uh, although Double, dude, Double Dragon was so cool for like a year. Yeah, uh, Tina Miller, $2, saying, uh, here to count how many times Matt says, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Surprised we haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> yeah. uh, Escobar Furious Sr., thank you for the $2 wow. super chat. Um, oh, Ta oh, Tammy throwing some shade at Mia Mercedes, saying they have carnival face paint. Who's buying them as badasses? You know what makes them look like badasses? They're standing there with the other three schmucks. Yeah. That's what makes them look cool. That being said, their outfits were much better this week. They they gave him different yeah, gear. They were. They were. You know, Dijakovic, he he's basically got cosplaying as Bane, but they looked much better than and then because later, I mean, we'll go through the segment. But when the ninjas came in, they brought them down. I feel like they should just keep it to that five. 
Because the ninjas just all of a sudden make it look like a job group. They're not ninjas. But you know they're, what I mean. They're a Kiritazawa's <laughs> thing. And the, the foot soldiers, <laughs> right, as it were. Yeah. They, they wear the same thing as the ninjas. It's an upgrade over just the black ski mask, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Matt Morgan here. In, uh, I'll go to Matt last because he's chewing. Justin Labar, wow. year 2020, Monday Night Raw. What's your retribution code name? Jeez. <laughs> Pressure. Uh, yeah, right? I had no time to think. <laughs> I want to be T-Bone. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mad Dog Morgan. Hey, you're you're J Bar, right? J Bar works for Justin. J Bar. J Bar. J Brown. And Raj is slap nuts. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Raj back. Hey, they they probably own the trademark for that for slap nuts, don't they? They probably renewed that. I'm sure they did. <laughs> uh well for me, I'm selling out. And my uh, retribution code name is gonna be the sponsor of tonight's episode, which is Manscaped. Manscaped, fellas, 2020 has made it hard for us to stay hygienic as we should be. Luckily, our partners at Manscaped have made it easy to turn your bathroom into your own private, I can't believe I'm going to read this, your own private dong salon. It sounds exotic, right? Kind of classy. Uh, Manscaped is on a mission to change the grooming game with their below-the-waist grooming and hygiene products. And hey, they're going international, baby. They're worldwide. They just released their products in the UK, Canada, and Australia. We're just talking about this before. Raz trying to tame his hairy chest. Justin trying to deal with the jungle like he's got Sam Roberts poking out of his shorts. Me trying to use the force to navigate around my fat stomach and worrying about cutting myself. Manscaped makes that a thing of the past because they have this ceramic blade, this thing that reduces nicks, reduces cuts, makes it so much safer to trim yourself with this lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. This ceramic blade is replaceable. It's got the advanced skin safe technology, helps you reduce grooming accidents. It's waterproof as well. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, the perfect add-on to their lawnmower, which is great. Used to keep my nails trimmed, clean, looking like a million bucks. And if you order their perfect package, it also comes with two free gifts and liquid formulations to help complete your trimming and grooming routine. Now these formulations are cruelty-free, dye-free, sulfate-free, paraben-free, so you know you're in good hands and They've also got that crop reviver and spray on toner to keep you feeling fresh in addition to what you can do with your grooming there. They even have foot, dose, foot duster foot deodorant, which is so good you can reduce the odor of even the dirtiest feet. <coughs> We've got a deal for yeah, our audience. How gross. How gross. <laughs> Reducing foot odor? You're, you're pro foot odor, Matt? <laughs> just in general. Just never mind. I don't have foot odor. <laughs> you know, the people that talk about how they don't have odor are normally the people that smell the worst. You ever get that Raj, the guy that you hang out with, and he's like, my gas doesn't smell. And it's like, dude, your gas is worse than anyone else's. Listen, listen, farts, McGee, and skin marks. I am guessing that um, that's not always true. Um, I think that's, Matt Morgan's I totally did, one of those guys. I did, I did get one of those sprays, the foot spray that you're talking about. Um, it does smell really good, though, for what it's worth. Yeah, that, that, you know, especially if you're wearing flip-flops, like, you know, when it's warm outside in the summer and the fall. Uh, it, it definitely helps. I just want to tell everybody to take a shower. If you take a shower, use some soap, clean your feet, you won't have a problem. It's at the end of the day. You know what I've had to do? And this is what made me just, I like washing my feet in the sink. I think their foot, do foot duster, foot deodorant is fantastic. Um, but hey, here's the deal. When you use the code, our code, our special code, INC at manscaped.com, you're going to save 20% off, plus get free shipping. And if you love your package... You're going to love Manscaped. Go to their site, hit a few buttons on your phone. It'll change your life for the better. And again, to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with our code INC, upgrade your grooming game. And now Manscaped Worldwide, baby. UK, Canada, Australia, USA. Everyone can get in on this. Manscaped.com, code INC, save that 20%, get free shipping. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Um, so, so much to unpack tonight. Yes. Use this. You can use this as body spray. It smells very good. It's called the Reviver. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere so Matt it. Morgan goes, people are like, what's that smell? Matt's like, I'll never tell. It smells so good. Yeah. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Why do you keep that in your car? Because my car smells of this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Plus, it's Florida. I mean... Dude, it's just like 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 swamp butt there. Like when I'm going to the stuff, you gotta smell good. That's true. It's true. You do. Uh, I'm not reading that super chat, Mike Gorman. Screw you, uh, Wolfbane. Thank you for that dollar super chat, uh, Dustin Eck. Twenty dollars. So glad I wow. picked up shifts Monday nights. 
No more wasting hours of my life watching boring Raw and LOL. Wow. Did you hear Sony Janela's new tag team name? The new Midnight Express. No shade to the OG Midnight Express. They're trolling Cornette. I read about that drama. Uh, have you been covering that, Rush? Uh, I mean, they're, they're just trolling them. I mean, they don't own the, uh, the, the name to the new Midnight Express. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Joey Janela just tweeted out that they got approval to use the new Midnight Express as a way to mess with Jim Cornette, who hates them. Uh, so Janela saying him and Sonny Kiss have got it. He tweeted out a graphic. Jim Cornette's lawyer replied saying he sent a cease and desist. So uh, over an image on Twitter. So. Jim Cornette lives for this stuff. Uh, yeah. Thomas Stinson, 499. Raw Underground was better than the whole show this week. Then how is the Hurt Business babyface and heel in one show? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get. Let, yeah. Let's get. To okay. That. So let's talk about it. So we opened with Retribution, who are under contract, <laughs> cutting this promo out there. Thank God they didn't open with the code names. We didn't get the code names till the main event tonight. Um, but uh, what is there to say? You know, uh, they're there. They're talking about the talent. They're thousand dollar suits. <laughs> Living like fat cats, high on the hog, and uh, they were confronted by the Hurt Business, MVP Shelton, Cedric Alexander, and Bobby Lashley. Um, yeah, they charged the ring, and uh, this set up the main event for later in the night, the first time we're going to see Retribution in action. But then we had a number one contender's triple threat for the Raw Tag Team titles, and uh, this was Andrade and Angel Garza versus Seth Rollins and Murphy with Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo as well in this match. And, uh, I mean, the takeaway from it is that the new number one contenders are Andrade and Angel Garza. Matt, are you excited to finally see Andrade and Angel Garza have a match against the Street Profits? We've never seen this before. For the first time ever, these two teams are going to face a Clash of Champions. Oh, um, Matt's, Matt's muted. You're muted, Matt. One second. This feels this feels fresh, obviously, right? <laughs> um, yeah, very much, definitely. You know, if I didn't have the WWE Network, I would purchase it just for this match. <laughs> but here's the weird part: is okay, that folks, you ready? Yeah. Who cares? There we go. Who cares? <laughs> Nobody. We're, we're five months of them basically being, you know, wrestling every other week on, on Raw. This has been going on since WrestleMania: the Street Profits versus Andrade and. Angel Garza, and then they split Garza and Andrade up last week, and then they're just magically back together again. So I guess they fought last week, but since Alina Vega's not there, they could be a team again. This just seems like they're they're flying by the seat of their pants and going week to week, you know, week by week. Yeah, the Street Profits' entrance, it was their entrance to go do commentary. They weren't even wrestling. Their entrance is entertaining because they have so much energy and it makes sure. you smile. After that, couldn't care. After that, nothing else mattered. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I even though they beat Humberto Carrillo all the time, yeah, and even though it would have been a babyface versus babyface match, I was hoping that Dominic and Humberto would, would win. You know, it gives Dominic something to do. Uh, it gets him more experience being in a tag team, you know, splitting the, the load with uh, Humberto Carrillo. Well, I thought that could be a, a cool choice, but... Humberto's so cringe, though. I mean, I think Dominic's actually had a pretty good showing these first few outings he's had. Like, and, and, you know, looking tough in these matches with Seth, their buddy or whoever. Like, I think Humberto's just so, he's like, he's like, you bring him down. He's like, he's like 1996 Rocky Maivia cringe. He's just, just Ooh. so awkward. He's like Prince Ikea. Somebody, somebody's yeah. jealous of those dimples, Sangla Bar. Uh, <laughs> no, I think, um, here's what I don't get is that this <clears throat> seems perfectly set up to have Shinsuke and Cesaro take on the Street Profits potentially merging the tag titles, give us a real cross-brand tag division, and instead they're just retreating to the same match we've seen what feels like a hundred times at a pay-per-view that already feels non-essential. Third pay-per-view in basically four weeks that we're getting this Sunday. Kind of nuts. And it's been a while since the last pay-per-view, so uh, th th those last two were one week apart, and then this one was spread out a little more, so... Um. Yeah, Monopoly Man with a five dollars super chat saying, "What in the hell are they doing to Mickey James and Natalia? WWE is screwing both legends." Um, we'll talk about that tonight. Yeah. It's interesting the treatment they're getting. Yeah. Uh, Black saw Johnny Hex four ninety nine saying, "Just woke up. Raw. I'm not a fan of anymore. I like SmackDown better. SmackDown yeah. feels like a vacation compared to Raw, which it feels does. Just like like it does. It's so Roman easy to watch. It's so easy to watch, and it's fun to cover. And and Roman and Bailey are just really." Uh, they're really making that show. They're making that show super entertaining. And Sasha. Definitely. I agree. Uh, so after 
that tag match, we had Hypes Night for Dabacado and, uh, or Dabacado, pardon me, and Braun Strowman. We uh, had, let's see, uh, tonight, oh, we had a lot of Retribution backstage. So it was interesting. They got so much FaceTime tonight. Uh, they had them attacking and uh, cutting promos. But then we had Kevin Owens for the KO show with Shane McMahon as the guest who brought out Dabakato, who brought out Braun Strowman for them to hype their battle of the behemoths in the Raw Underground tonight. And then uh, after they faced off and got into it, we saw Aleister Black attack Kevin Owens. So they're keeping that feud going. Um what do you think of this, Matt? Are you excited still for Owens and Alistair? No. No. And these are both individual talents that I was fans of, I'd say, about a year ago. Yeah. Kevin Owens slightly longer, maybe a year and a half ago. You know? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. Why do our screens keep blinking? Do you guys see that? No. Uh, no. Sorry. Um, I, I, <laughs> but it's it's another one of those situations in my opinion where both talents need wins yeah and they booked themselves into a corner it feels like and there's no story why did alistair black even attack kevin owens when he came back do we fully know why he's a heel no and in one one week he has an eye patch on the next week it's off like does he have a right eye or not i mean just you know just get that part down i just felt they randomly took him and just and just ripped his eyeball out just randomly the day of the show hey kid we're messing up your eyeball wait what wait wait what do you mean uh yeah you're gonna be wearing a patch next week we'll figure it out next week that's what it felt like yeah i mean it's a it's a good thing that alistair black's being back to being healed because again i hated when he was Again, running out there, pounding around with Humberto, whoever he was pounding around okay. with. Yeah. So I'm glad he's a heel again. But yeah, we don't have any reason. The other thing that drives me nuts, and I think I said this last week, but I'm going to say it again, is I c- it, it's been months, months since Aleister Black has made an entrance on TV, and he arguably had the most creative, different-looking entrance, except, except for The Fiend. Except for The Fiend. Huh. He had the most interesting, different entrance. And they've t- every time he comes out now, it's he's sneak attacking. He, they, like, why are they... I don't. I don't understand that. I agree. And in that Thunderdome, they could do some cool stuff with his entrance. Yeah, they, they, could. they need more of that on Raw. I mean, you, yeah. in SmackDown, you got the Fiend and and you know Roman, but Raw, you don't have those cool entrances. So you have the ability to be really imaginative with this place, and they're not doing it on the entrances as much as they should be. Yeah. No. They're yeah. Their their biggest thing they've added to the entrances is they have a drone camera that occasionally will oh, yeah. go side to side of uh, the Thunderdome. And but but they but that's it. But yeah, Alistair Black, you could have all kinds of crazy stuff with him rising up. Yeah, um, I agree. And uh, then uh, the other thing with Dabakato in this, you could tell he's not quite ready. He seemed very uh, nervous out there, like uh, just not uh, not composed. But it was his you know first time in the ring, I guess on on, on Raw. Chris went $5 saying because of their gear, you would think that Garza and Dominic were tag partners. Um, yeah. uh, Black saw Johnny Hex saying Raw's like solitary confinement. SmackDown's a paradise vacation. <laughs> and came you offering uh, the theory that SmackDown's actually a pro wrestling show. Um, I like backstage drama. I like, I've yeah. said this before, I like it to be like the Muppet show, a show about a show. And this, yet this retribution thing is just so dumb. It makes no sense. Uh, Terry That's the on- one thing SmackDown got really lucky is that they don't have the retribution stuff on there anymore. Like they just moved it specifically to Raw. I wonder if Roman and Paul were like, no. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., 5'11. Ambulance matches. The wrong stipulation could be dull. Previous time we saw it was Ryback versus John Cena at Payback 2013. Wow, that mm-hmm. long ago. Yeah. Uh, so to that end tonight, we had, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee. This was supposed to finish what happened last week, um, with, uh, deciding if that Keith is going to fill in for Drew at Clash of Champions if he's not medically clear, but wouldn't you know it, uh, Randy Orton interfered once again, causing a DQ. So this is going to be a triple threat, right? No, you don't think so? No, I mean they would have changed it. No. I would, I would think they would have changed it tonight if it, if they were going to. This is the the go home show, the go home <laughs> raw, and this is the raw main event. So yeah. you don't think on Raw Talk right now this isn't being mentioned or tomorrow on social media? Plus, they make Keith Lee look kind of bad. I thought, like, yeah, not only is he tonight? taken out, he's taken out by the Claymore kick. He's about to get beat for the third week in a row. The two previous weeks, Randy Orton, you know, hit him with an RKO, had Keith Lee beat. I think they're just doing a bad job with. 
terrible. With Keith Lee, yeah. What they should be giving this guy some wins. He's only won one match on Raw so far uh, yep. by pin. He doesn't have to be married to Orton. He doesn't have to be married to any of these people. Yeah. Like, just let him wrestle a J-Brown and crush him week after week after week. We like him enough to watch him wrestle by himself. We don't care who the scrub opponent is. We don't. Yeah. And and the one thing is, most of the people that watch Raw don't watch NXT. They're not familiar with Keith Lee, so if they... They shouldn't just, you know, act like the raw audience is familiar with them. Get this guy some wins. Get him some momentum. Do the stuff you've been doing forever, and then you just stop doing like in the last fifteen years uh, when you make stars. And 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 they still did it. You know, with Braun Strowman, he had a ton of momentum because they were giving him all those wins and squashes. And he's the only one that they did this right with, actually, when they brought him in um, into a singles act. Braun, and I would say, uh, what's her name, Nia. Yeah, Nia. That's it. I can't name anybody else that they did this right with. Mm. Well, with Orton, the fact, you know, so Orton doesn't beat Drew at SummerSlam, but that they decide to put Orton in the title match again for the next pay-per-view, and it's a stipulation match. I mean, Raj, do you think that Orton could win this? Or, like, why why, why, why have – Orton's been doing such good work. Why have him lose, t- you know, two pay-per-views in a row in this title the, match? As soon as I heard ambulance match, I'm like, Orton's winning. Because it gives them yeah. a way to you – know, someone interferes, you know, attacks Drew – and and you kind of get a, you get the title off of him without really beating him. He's not pinned. He's not submitted. So I, that's what I think. I think they're gonna okay. change the title, and then you know maybe Drew gets it back. I, you know the Thunderdome contract is up next month, and they're talking about holding these shows at outdoor locations. So maybe they want to do uh, have Drew regain it when they're back in front of fans. I could buy that. Uh, Black saw Johnny Hex 999 super chat saying, I can't believe how corny that eye for an eye match was. They should have hired Tom Savini for it. At least you would have made it look better than someone in WWE. I feel like the eye for an eye match is really when like the raw roster just really felt like that was the turning point into just unwatchableness. Yeah. That's when they're like, we need to do the Thunderdome because we're <laughs> going downhill quick. Yeah. Uh, pay him Yusuf. Four ninety nine retributions a recycled budget shield hot garbage love you guys keep up the good work all i kept thinking of tonight was remember the ascension remember sanity like this just yeah. feels like another attempt to do this gimmick that's never gotten over which is a shame yeah there's probably something there they're just not doing it correctly uh so we got another super chat uh oh and uh Johnny Hex following up to say he meant eye for an eye. They should have hired Tom Savini for it. Yeah, they didn't really do special effects. I mean, we saw Ray holding the, like... Well, they did. They cut it out, so we never saw it. But they tried to do it. I guess it looks so bad that Vince decided to nix it. Uh, combo breaker, buck 99. I dare you to say something nice about retribution. Matt Morgan, go! <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing. Justin Labar. At least they don't look like they're robbing a 7-Eleven. Yes. That's the what five, I was going to say. Five, the five main ones, at least. <laughs> their outfits were better this week. Instead I, of the, the ninja outfits. I did like when Jerry Lawler said, T-Bar, that stands for that boy ain't right. I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know that. if that's putting him over, but that's funny. That's legitimately funny. It's the funniest thing Lawler said in a while. Because uh, that was probably the first time Lawler heard that what the, that name's going to be. You know, he didn't go to any production meeting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tina Miller, five dollars, saying Raw's either goofy or a hamster wheel. Oh, and thanks, uh, thanks for watching her DDPY video, uh, Matt, that she tweeted. Yes, very inspirational very... story. Yeah, Tina, video. See, Tina Miller kicks ass at uh, DDPY. If you guys don't know this, those of you fans on here that watch the show, you all contribute. We all know Tina. We all know each other by now. Get on her Twitter. Watch some of her work that she's done with uh, DDPY. She's gotten in insanely good shape, but she's also like an instructor on it as well, which yeah, is pretty, cool. which is pretty impressive. And I just retweeted it, so if you go to my Twitter account, <coughs> you can check that out there. Uh, thank you, Tina. And again, congrats. congrats on all that weight loss and getting in great shape. Uh, Travis Huffman. I will, I, I will not sorry? retweet it. I have a huge following, and I will collect money for my retweet. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Super tweets. Uh, Travis yeah, Huffman, $5, saying, thank God I watched Monday Night Football instead. Raw's unwatchable. SmackDown's okay. At least AEW's entertaining. WWE's at an all-time low. Hashtag T-Bar. Uh, I think Travis Huffman. Literally just summed up all my thoughts tonight. Except I wasn't able to watch Monday Night Football. 
Yeah. T bar, it's too easy to call him T bag. I mean, it's not kind of like. <laughs> is that where we're taking from his comment there? I'm st- like, he's right though. Raw sucks. SmackDown yeah. is okay, and AEW is the most entertaining of the of the the shows. I think. SmackDown can be. It depends on the week. I yes. feel like it goes a between really AEW good, and SmackDown. Hey, a really good Roman Reigns, like segment and whatnot. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Or Bailey. <laughs> and uh, for your tea bag, use our sponsor Manscaped.com. Promo code INC to save twenty percent and get free shipping. <laughs> Uh, tea bag. You wait for that now, Raj. It took you like half an hour in the podcast to drop tea bag. Uh, anyhow, so uh, oh, let's talk about uh, well, Randy Orton cut that promo tonight. Yeah, I think Randy's winning this match. I thought that promo was pretty good tonight. Orton shows this the 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 level the level of difference between him cutting a promo and everyone else on the show. He's just so he he just feels like a main event guy, like a huge star. And I will it, remind everybody. Everybody thought he was boring. Boring to watch and boring to listen to on promos. I'll remind everybody this. For a time he was. Isn't he's motivated this year. He's like uh, he's like unlike anything we've seen in a while. Yeah, the the biggest knock I think to Randy Orton was just that by the time he got to like age thirty, he had accomplished everything. So it was kind of like, well, what else is there for him to do? You know what I mean? I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. But but now, I mean, yeah, he you know at at forty or whatever the hell he is, he looks. The, as best as he ever has he's speaking the, as best he ever has he like everything's got a purpose and, and it's it's yeah it's it's great and that is that is matt's point i mean matt has been saying for years that orton is one of the best when he's uh when he's on yes uh, he's the most na- he's the most naturally talented wrestler like i'm telling you bar none he the fastest everyone always gives kurt angle the credit for picking up the business the fastest and it's true but um Randy has the most natural talent ever. It's second nature to him. And I think, I mean, coming off that feud with Edge, um, he had a definitely an intensity. He was at the top of his game. But I think, honestly, like, Drew just isn't quite rising to the to the occasion, rising to the challenge. And the lack of fans probably hurt Drew more than anyone. Yes. Yeah. I mean, the, the baby faces are obvi- yeah, the baby faces obviously are the ones that are harmed the most by a, an empty arena situation. So that makes sense that. And that- Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Black saw Johnny Hex 999 saying, can we all admit this year has been Jumanji? Yeah. Something, something like that. Something like that. Uh, so, let's talk about this number one contenders match tonight. Zelina Vega versus Mickey James. Now, I like Zelina Vega a lot, but Matt, did you find it believable that she won tonight clean and beat Mickey to become the new number one contender to face Asuka at Clash of Champions? I love Vega. She's a friend, but no. No. Have you had breakfast with her before? Have you spent time on the road? You know her coming up? Yeah. Pen pals, you give her a friendship bracelet? No, she's been in my car multiple times on the road. Yeah. Yeah, when she was Rosita and she, yeah. I mean, she Sorry, Matt, that just went right over your head considering the shtick you were doing Friday night. Oh, sorry, I missed it. <laughs> my bad. Uh, oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This one time at band camp. Um, no, I'm just joking. I know what you're talking about, Glenn. My bad. I totally missed that lob. Continue. I'll get it next time. I'll get it next time. Okay. Okay. Uh, so no, I think but I don't mean, think I don't think Zelina Vega beating Mickey James is more unbelievable than you know when uh, than, uh, think, Alexa th- Bliss would beat her. But you don't think no, not because of her size or anything like that. I, I think it's more you just continue to watch Mickey James get punked out. That oh yeah. It, it mistreated. I think is what I mean more. Oh yeah. And, and like, what are you guys doing? Give her a bunch of wins. And then build, you know, get her back to where she normally was as an upper echelon talent. And then put over one of your younger talents that really needs a big pay-per-view angle and win out of this. And just kill her. Yeah, absolutely. Like a Shayna or someone like that. Or right. someone you're building up, yeah. Somebody, and I remember yeah. when Mickey came back in 2016, she like beat Becky. She was oh. aligned with Alexa. Alexa had some credible wins. Then when Alexa beat Mickey, it really meant something. In this case, Mickey came back. Right. And she's had almost nothing. And I thought it was weird too that they that they chose to go ahead and show the the, the botched ending of last week. So, mm-hmm. so so when I see them show it, I'm like, okay, great, they're actually going to lean into this. But they didn't just completely gloss it. Like they just said, oh, you know, Mickey got a loss. Uh, you know, the, the the referee called for the bell, and then I saw something looking. I'm like, all right, they're going to have the same referee out here again this week for the match against Vega or. 
they're going to make something of this. Why else would they highlight it? And then nothing. Yeah. That seemed awkward to show their own mistake with no reason for it. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, good for Zelina. I think Zelina is definitely a future superstar. And for as much time as she's had on TV, it's nice to see her wrestling. She's um, great. Yeah, and this this was an okay match. Um, so, yeah, we're going to have Zelina versus Asuka at Clash Champions. Uh, went backstage. We had the Hurt Business fighting more with Retribution. Uh, we had a vignette for Bianca Belair. So a little, like, soft relaunch tonight showing her in the gym. That was pretty cool. It was good. It, it kind of reminded me of the. Do you guys remember the Mr. Perfect vignettes back yes. in the day? Yes. yes. It's kind of like that. She, so yeah, there was some guy in the gym, and then everything he's doing, <laughs> she's doing better. Uh, it was pretty cool. Casual fan or no fan, uh, Gage. My wife was actually in the room when that was going on, and she stopped what she was doing and watched like, the whole vignette. And she was like, "All right, that chick's pretty cool." Yeah. See, that works. See. Yeah, they just need better vignettes it. they've done in a while. I thought. It's a yeah. good barometer. Wives are good barometers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this was the high point of tonight. Our truth and Akira Tozawa at the beach, Ugh. and there was a shark, and the shark may have eaten Akira Tozawa, but our truth fought the shark and got the 24 7 championship back. Like, seriously, did we really see that? I like a good Jaws homage. So, think about this they actually spent time traveling to a beach with a camera person. And they had some extras in, at the beach. They actually spent time filming this and then editing it. And then they went, you know what? It's going to be in segment seven tonight. I, I don't get that it. That actually happened. Okay, so part of me wants to applaud them. I can't believe I'm saying this. For trying to do something different. For leaving the damn facility and trying to be creative. This is not the creativity I want, though. This was, this was rotten, rotten. I feel like they've really been batting. Uh, what's the baseball term? Just striking out. Oh, I don't oh know. no! Balking. Raj is very familiar with baseball. What's the term? Striking out. Well, I was gonna say batting a hundred. I don't know. Whatever. Really over bad percentages. 100. Over hundred. Batting over a hundred. Okay, but no. just with these. Over oh, a hundred. Sorry. Okay. I mean, it can't, they, most I'm, of these have been bad. Yes. Well, why can't they go back to the um, uh, cinematic stuff? Yeah. Well, even, this the, even their cinematic cinematic stuff has been falling too since the Boneyard and Firefly Funhouse. None of their yeah. cinematic stuff's really been that good. What else have they done with? Oh, oh, um, Bray Wyatt. Swamp Fight. Swamp, Swamp Fight. Swamp okay. Fight. Um, the stuff with the ninjas, with the Street Profits, and oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, I mean, I don't know if anything yeah, could possibly too. match the creativity tonight of T Bar, Slapjack, and Mace. I mean, I think that's the peak of what WWE creative can come up with. But I don't know. I mean, this was stupid, but it's fun. It's a distraction. Uh, Razor Jam. You think Vince Vince came up with the names? I think that's what sounds badass to him. Probably. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Look at him. He's (laughs) T-Bar. I see what you did there. Razor Jam five fifty five to six sixty six New Zealand five dollars. Wow! So yes, uh, yes, yeah, we should. I would mm-hmm. much rather talk about BTE. I agree. <laughs> you want to say we just talk about being the lead and how John Silver is so amazing on that show? Matt Morgan, yes, how much is. John Silver merch do you own? Like I you're have, the president I, of his I, fan I will, club. I will wear my T-shirt on the next show. I swear to God, I have one. Pro wrestling tees. Um, but most importantly, I'm the very first fan of it. I want to point this out. <laughs> Literally That's down true. since you, day you, one-ish. You're just like Orange Cassidy. You were, you were really Thank early you, on. Thank you, Raj. Thank you. See, I try not to brag about myself on the back of discovering this amazing talents out there <laughs> and giving them their first rub. But um, I do feel a little responsible for John Silver here, folks. I really do. <laughs> uh, Cedric Alexander versus Apollo Crews. Now, Cedric got a win. Uh, what was it? Last week? Tonight, Apollo won. What about Cedric in his promo saying he doesn't care about Paul Cruiser as kids. I was like, it was shades of that Brock promo to uh, Heath a couple of years ago. I, I thought it worked. I thought, what a dick. <laughs> yeah. It got, got heat with me. Cedric, uh, he, he sounds a million times better on the mic now as a, as a heel. And it just goes to show you they can't script for baby faces worth a crap. But uh, when they turn heels. heel, they give them all the better lines and more interesting uh, dialogue. Yep. Yeah. You got to give him credit. You got to give him credit too about the hurt business. Like I, I thought this might be another one of those things. Again, just a couple weeks, whatever. But they've like stuck to this the whole summer, and now these guys are like, as we joked earlier, simultaneously 
top baby faces against the outside invaders and also then top heels against some of these other it, it's i don't know they've actually followed through with them yeah the only weird thing is that they're heels in this segment they're mm-hmm. baby faces in the beginning and then baby faces at the end just do the full turn i mean i think people want to see that i mean the hurt business they looked apart the they're badasses and people you know i'm sure most people can't stand retribution they want to see the hurt business just destroy those guys it always drives me nuts to see the Hurt Business in such nice suits and getting ready to fight. I always think about if I'm in my nicest suit, I don't want to get sweaty and start fighting. Get <laughs> that shit off. Yeah. Uh, MVP has low-key become the MVP of Monday Night Raw since his return. Funny how that works. Uh, we saw the Raw Underground tonight. Dolph Ziggler backstage with Arturo Ruaz. Uh, Dolph getting a win tonight. I thought, as far as fights went, am I wrong? This felt like the best episode of Raw Underground because... It wasn't just those quick, like, they let the fights go for a little bit. I mean, the camera cuts were still too much, but they didn't try and pack too much into them, it felt like. I agree. I thought the I thought this Ziggler, uh, what's Artua, what's his name again? Toro Ruaz. Yeah. I thought this was one of the best, you know, the better uh, Raw Underground fights that they've done. I mean, it was... It's pretty entertaining. I mean, Dolph makes it look believable. So does the other guy. The other guy, you know, has an MMA background. So uh, it looked good. Yeah, we'll talk about what it is. Braun versus Dabakato. But first, this might have been the worst segment tonight. Tell me what you think, Matt. Uh, Seth Rollins out with the with the large envelope in his hand, saying that Rey Mysterio might not be Dominic's father, and he's <laughs> going to reveal the paternity, and then saying, uh, "Was it Aaliyah might not be your daughter?" Like. I don't know if Seth Rollins was ever cool, but tonight is the least cool he has ever been. This was such a rehash, and it popped up on my YouTube like a couple days ago, of Eddie doing I'm Your Mm -hmm. Poppy, Dominic. It really was. Mm -hmm. I was almost, I was like, there's no way they could go back to that angle. And do it all over again, right? Come on. Yeah. Well, especially, I mean, I was worried like they were going to have Seth say, it turns out that Eddie's been the father the whole time because... You know, obviously that would be beyond tasteless, but, um, but yeah, it's like, how do you do that same angle twice? And, but then, yeah, he kind of shifted it to Aaliyah. Well, yeah, the, the, the premise of what it looked like was terrible of like, you know, yeah, Seth doing that, or, or I thought Seth was going say, oh, I'm the father or something stupid, <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but he would have been say. six, <laughs> <laughs> right? But, yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's the holy messiah. Anything's possible. <laughs> right. Um, but I will say this, the result of where it ended, I'm okay with the fact that they like are doing this thing with Aaliyah, like where, you know, like Ray said, like, she's naive. She doesn't know anything about the, bit, no, you know, like. Uh, that, oh, where, yeah, where it ended, page. Yeah, where I'm just it, a naive 19-year-old girl, Dad. Yeah, where it ended, and then we see a segment later with her and Buddy. Like, I'm actually okay with the result. I, it, yeah, it was stupid what they had to do to, like, manufacture to, to, get, to get to it, but I'm okay with the Mysterio family reality show, um, you know, aspect of it. Yeah. Justin Lopez, $5, saying, I thought Rollins was going to say, Eddie's the father of both of your kids, right? Um, I think Seth Rollins is now, like, his paternity leave cannot happen soon enough. (laughs) Like, I tweeted, like, then you send him back down to OVW, take him off TV, repackage him. Like, uh, I know OVW still exists, right? Uh, But no, I mean, Seth needs to get off TV and then come back as someone completely different. This is, this is terrible. He didn't need it. He didn't need a gimmick. He didn't need, it. Right. He didn't need any gimmick. They got they got scared and they tried to run with Babyface Seth. Fans turned on him, so then he's heel in there Fine. with the fiend. Yeah, they got scared. And they, they... So he could have just been heel Seth with a stupid sinister laugh like he was when he was with <laughs> right. Like authority Seth. Yeah, authority. I was going to yeah. say corporation, but yeah. Really, ever since, ever since the terrible Hell in a Cell ending with he and the fiend. Oh, that mm. killed him. That, which was about a year ago. From that point on, it has just been downhill for him. Yeah. Came using this was the most awful high school drama play segment I've ever seen. Just awful and embarrassing. Um, and they're giving Aaliyah a lot of screen time. But the fact that you know a seventy-five-year-old man wrote the line, "I'm just I am a, ni- a naive nineteen-year-old girl, Dad." Like, I don't. Well, she was being sarcastic. I don't think Vince McMahon has ever actually seen a soap opera. I think this is what he thinks a soap opera is. Could be. And is writing to that. Um, so is she going to end up with Murphy or with Seth or what's happening? I, I, I bet you money they don't know. 
they're just but you know i mean her you know that would be something interesting she gets uh, abducted she gets abducted by T-Bar and falls in love with Slapface or whatever. <laughs> Forever like, now on this podcast is T-Bag and Slapnuts. <laughs> uh I mean I like the Mysterio family a lot. I think we all have a lot of goodwill oh, yeah. and affection towards them and want them to do well. It's just put them in any other storyline. This is just mm-hmm. getting so ridiculous. Uh, and Dominic, he's been looking great for absolutely. his first matches ever on TV and He's been killing it. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Burns, Buck 99, saying there goes Morgan with another silver. So cool, Rant. <laughs> <laughs> Who said uh, that? Uh, that was uh, Bobby Burns. Listen, Bobby Burns, we're not friends. You don't call me Morgan. You're not my point guard on my basketball team. Uh, don't call me Morgan. <laughs> Dork. All right, continue. <laughs> If you want to pay money for Matt Morgan to insult you, click that super chat dollar sign yes. on YouTube. I mean, listen to a Morgan like we're boys and sound like I'm high fiving him or something. Hey, Morgan, every time, come here. Like, come even here. when Raj. Hey, don't cut me off. Morgan, you got to see this. Come here. Come here. Like, he's, again, like a, a teammate on my basketball team or something. <laughs> yes. Take a knee, Morgan. Uh, no, and no, every time. It means when if, you come, you better come good. Yes. Uh, I'm not doing a. You. Not Blue, that's what Blue Chew says. <laughs> you come, you better come good. Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> so much. Sorry, Glenn. Uh, that was fine. Uh, but if you do, uh, use that promo code WINC for your first sample free to save five dollars shipping and handling. Uh, so, uh, a friend from China, and I forgot your name, you said it the first time you gave us a super chat. I just remember the characters. Saying uh, $10 super chat saying it would have been more entertaining if Maury Povich did the pointless reveal. And then a good response from Ray to his daughter would have been, yeah, you're 19, he's 31. Kind of awkward with my coworkers. Uh, they could have done a lot with this. This just felt this felt like this. they literally came up with this idea an hour before showtime and just it went did. with it. Is Maury Povich yeah. still a thing? Uh, well, he's still alive, isn't he? I don't hmm. know. I don't know I don't if he's still a thing or he's not. He's still on the air, if that's what you're asking. He is? He is? He, he is, because there was actually a thing like... Um, Raj, you might know this. It was like a year ago because Mari Povich and, and all of them now film out of Stanford. They used to film somewhere oh. else. They all film, they, them and Springer, they all film like in the, in the Stanford, Connecticut area. Yeah. And there was a talk of like WWE bringing Mari in. I don't remember if it was a Lana Rusev thing. I think it was Lana Rusev. Yeah, but I think there, right. was, there, was, there was talk of like doing a segment with him and like it like was ready to be done and then it, something fell through. That's right. Mari yeah, is 81 that. years old. Mari Povich is 81? 81. So no, that, Justin, you may be wrong on this. You think he's still running the show? No, he's I still he's, he's still in the air, Mari. Yeah, I, like every occasionally I'll flick through the channels at like one in the afternoon, and there's there's always the DNA that the results are in. He's and I, I think they're new episodes. Do they have to be? Can't they just reshow the thousand episodes he did over like twenty years? Yeah, yeah. I wonder. Eighty uh, one. I know. Well, we should all be so lucky. Uh, hey, uh, Raw Underground tonight. Um, Let's, uh, or no, wait, we're not there yet. Okay, so uh, after the stuff with Ray and Rollins, we had Nia Jackson, Chain of Baszler versus Natalia and Lana with Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot on commentary. So this was just another excuse to make uh, Shania Payne look dominant tonight over the competition in advance of their title match. Uh, this was okay. They put Lana through the table again after. So Miro cuts that brass ring promo on WWE, and all of a sudden Lana is goes through a table twice. That's got that can't be a uh, a coincidence, right? Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, we know we've seen WWE do that kind of stuff in the past, where they they'll take stuff out on spouses and things like that. I mean, Lana just got destroyed. Never got to tag in Natalia tonight. And then put through a table the second week in a row. Isn't that the same? Seems like isn't that the same? Up. Isn't that the same philosophy of why they're maybe dog and Mickey is because of what her husband said? Yeah. About yeah. about Bruce. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Burns, Buck ninety nine, saying, "Here goes Morgan with another." Don't call me that. <laughs> Touche. Uh, and Leon's Duncan, welcome back. Saying so, he lied last week. He just got off work. Two dollars super chat. Glad you were able to make it live, Leonza. So you called him Shania Payne? Is that new? You just came up with that? I said that uh, like three ago. weeks ago. But then okay. Naya tweeted that the other day. 
Huh? She did, and I saw it. And she liked my original tweet, so there you go. You know what else I heard she tweeted? Huh. That Bobby Burns is a dork. That's what I heard. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> The funny thing about the Nia Jackson was though my notifications blew up. So this is the craziest shit to me is how many people listen to our podcast or watch our podcast because I woke up to a few dozen notifications where it's like, oh my God, Glenn, she said the thing you said. It's just like crazy to me. People pay attention. And my Twitter blew up about that too. About, yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, Uh, Twitter didn't blow up. Bobby Burns. Burns. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Bobby. I'm going to make you pay more money. Like a good little Mark. Sorry. This is is just like a high-tech version of a dunk tank, basically, here tonight. (laughs) Uh, So let's talk about this. Asuka versus Peyton Royce. So Peyton uh, was talking trash to Asuka backstage, set up this one-on-one match tonight. And then... Even though Asuka, I'm okay, so there's a couple things to unpack here. One, Billy Kay is hanging out with Peyton Royce, so they're not a tag team, but Billy's I like know. a hype woman. Yeah. Okay, I, well, I can, yeah. And go all in or don't do this at all, and let's right. see what Billy Kay can develop into. I still think she's the bigger of the two stars, in my opinion. Wow. It seemed to me like after they split them up, they're like, oh, damn, we have no idea what to do with either <laughs> of them as singles. So let's just undo that. Control Z. Forget that that happened. Which, okay. If they do it really quickly, I'll forgive them because I love them as a tag team. I do. Yeah. I, they seem like, I mean, they, they play off each other well. They seem yeah. way better together than apart. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the crazier part tonight is that instead of Asuka getting an easy win here, they have Zelina Vega interfere. And protect this so now we'll never know who would have won could peyton royce have beat oscar in a fight tonight thanks selena vega now we'll never yep. know yep glenn you know they're gonna do oscar versus uh, uh, peyton royce for the next three weeks based off of this so, um yeah but we're gonna find out who's gonna win tonight could have been her night raj it could have been freaking selena i mean they're protecting her so it is what it is uh so a couple super chats luke man Saying the hacker could have been the leader of retribution, taking over the screens in the arena, that could have saved it. I think that mm-hmm. that would have actually worked pretty well. Yeah, yeah me too. He's, he's part of retribution. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Uh, and then uh, Joey from China. There, we got his name. Remember that, Joey yeah, from China. Joey. It feels like for the last couple of weeks, Lana has asked Vince if he's still angry, and his response was, "I'm putting <laughs> you through it." <laughs> <laughs> Matt, when, when you were there, I could did, totally see that. <laughs> did you ever have to wonder if Vince was upset with you, or based on the booking, did you have a sense of how he felt? No, because after any segment I was on, I'd walk through the grill and I'd do this or that to him, and he would tell me. Okay. So I literally would always know, leaving the arena, what he thought of what I just did. There was there that. Uh, there's that one of those WWE 24 episodes where Kevin Owens, after his match with Jericho at WrestleMania, yeah. you see that oh, where he goes up yes. to Vince, and Vince is like. Get out of here! That was no good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just... I, I I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I thought it was a good match. I think it was terrible, like he did. Yeah. It was just such a hot angle, though. I think the beatdown that Owens did to Jericho after that match on SmackDown was incredible. Yeah. Yeah. If uh, I remember, if I remember right, when Owens, yeah, you're right. It was a hot, hot angle, and when Owens came through, like Vince said something to the effect of like that wasn't what we were looking for. Like they just didn't hit the mark on whatever. I think you say wanted it more intense. Yeah, yeah. But the way they wrote, the way they wrote Jericho off with that beatdown was there alive for that. That was insane uh, to watch live. Uh, Tina Miller, two dollars, wants to know, Matt, have you seen the Voltron reboot? It's good. No, but I love me some Voltron. How'd you know that, Tina Miller? Psychic. Hmm. Uh, so let's talk about Dabakato versus Braun Strowman in the Raw Underground. This was the big fight, the big build. Dabakato has been built as so dominant in weeks past on Raw Underground. Braun Strowman, of course, big deal. Him appearing on Monday Night Raw. Looks like he's coming over from SmackDown. Maybe short-term, maybe long-term. Uh, but as a main event, Matt, what do you think of these two big guys going at it as a, I, as a fan and purveyor of I, the I, big I guy hate genre? It. I hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it. Because not because I don't like seeing two big guys go and clash. I love that. But after they build Dabakato a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, they didn't do that. They threw him to the walls, and I don't understand the logic in any of this booking. I don't understand it. It made no sense. He was the one name out of this whole Raw Underground that seemed like he could be something. What did Braun get out of this? How is he any more over because of this? Is he? Because he's not. Yeah, this, this just like the decision 
to have Retribution unadvertised have their first match tonight, which we'll get to in a second. This felt like a we're scrambling for quick viewership boosts. So, you know, they built in the last few couple of weeks, you know, Bronze Braun, and then uh, they've been building Daba up. And, you know, this, this does no favors to anybody. No. Not, not, so that's what this felt like. This felt like they were just blowing a quick wad to try to get a viewership. Pop. And they and they pretty much buried Daba. Like, he just got destroyed. I mean, he I don't I don't think he really got anything in. At least have him do a couple of moves on Strowman, throw him down a couple times. So he gets something out of it, even though it's a loss. But they just squashed him. And, and this is why... This is why it just seems like WWE doesn't know how to make new stars anymore. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I don't know where they go from here. I'm sure they'll get a rematch, maybe on the maybe on Clash of Champions, maybe on the pre-show. Who knows? I think they announced Oscar versus uh, Zelina oh, Vega as the pre-show match. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy as well uh, that Oscar's on the pre-show of a pay-per-view. Yeah. And by the way, I noticed on that pre-show, they said all the platforms are streaming to. YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, all that I get. It says they're going to stream to TikTok. I don't have a TikTok. You can stream long-form stuff to TikTok. I thought all that right. was just the music stuff. That's what I thought. TikTok's one of the streaming platforms. Just... We are too old to know the answer to this question, Justin. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm the youngest one here, and I don't even know. So I don't have a TikTok <laughs> account. Yeah, no way. It's for the kids, man. Yeah. Kids. Uh, anyhow, so let's talk about this main event tonight. Retribution versus the Hurt Business. Got T-Bar, Mason, Slapjack. <laughs> Out there facing Cedric, Shelton, and Bobby with MVP at ringside. Uh, this was a competitive match. I'm shocked that they had this uh, end with DQ. And a weak DQ. Like yeah. a super weak DQ. Yeah. And, like, again, this shouldn't be as formal of a match as it was. Retribution's tagging in and out. They're playing like, like, like no. The, these guys have been destroying, blowing shit up, and now they're gonna hold the tag rope and wait to be <laughs> legally tagged in. <laughs> what? Like, come on. Like, this should have just been. This should have been an ambush where they get them in the ring, and then the rest of the putty patrol comes and outnumbers them. Like, what? Why did this? This? This was again blew the wad. You could have got a big deal out of the first match for Retribution. Like, you could have got something out of this. Why would you waste it? on an unadvertised situation. This was not in the preview that we ran on Wrestling Inc. today of Retribution's first match. No, that wasn't on the Raw preview. That's just a stupid decision by my part. Uh, yeah, part. I, I thought so too. And and and, and then that, that DQ finish where uh, one of the guys was attacking Lashley and then uh, Dijakovic came and then hit Lashley from the outside of the ring. So they were saying the illegal man hit the legal man, which happens all the time in tag matches. Dijakovic or T-Bar, Raj? Oh, T-Bag, uh, sorry. So, and that was the DQ, and then all the ninjas run out, and uh, there we go. That was that was the end of Raw. Oh, and then uh, Drew oh yeah, and... then yeah, then uh, more retribution members showed up. Then the locker room came out to fight them off. Drew came the, uh, out, uh, but yeah, Randy got the best of Drew, so Randy was standing tall over Drew and a bunch of bodies at the end of the show. Um, do you guys hear a... something in the background? I do. I think yes, static. Hold on, let me see who it is. It's gone. It's I don't gone. know whose mic it is. It might be you, Matt. It might be Justin. Hey. No, could be. It's me. Okay, so here I'm gonna read some super chats uh, with Dabacado. Yes, Owens punked him out by slapping him earlier. Thank you, Justin Lopez. That's true. Yeah, he, he, they really buried him on this show. Dante McKillen, 499, saying, I think they're going for the Bully Ray, Brooke Hogan, TNA storyline, with Ray being like Hulk, trying to keep his daughter from the bad boy. Yeah. When uh, yeah. WWE's doing TNA storylines. But that was actually a good storyline. Bully Ray and uh, Bully Ray made it work. He was really good in it. Uh, Joey from China, saying, Raj, didn't you say you once used to manage Mustafa Ali? If yes, do you feel like... No, that was Nick, right? That's Nick, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Nick used to. You managed somebody, Raj? No, no, no Nick it was Nick. Did. Our managing wow. editor, he did, in Chicago. Yes, saying, do you think like Mustafa Ali should be in Retribution, Raw Underground, or avoid both? I think him as the hacker in Raw Underground, or in uh, Retribution, would have actually made a lot of sense. I don't care. <laughs> they have uh, really, since he came back, they've really done nothing with him quick. Yes. Uh, Neo Akira, $2, saying, Vince just saw Mad Max Road Warrior. Oh, with <laughs> those outfits, yeah. <sighs> 
So that was Raw tonight. Give Matt us Morgan. Your scores. I feel like we should hold it up like judges when we're in this four box, you know? Justin Babar, what do you got? One to ten. Uh, I give it a 7.5. Raj Gary. Uh, I, I, I give it a five, a four maybe. Woo! <laughs> wow, stiff grader. I'm going to give it a six. How about you, Glenn? I'm with, I'm with you, Matt. I give it a six. It was there. Wait, Raj, was it there? <laughs> it was there. Well... It was bad. It was more than there, but it was just bad. Was it there? Really? See, I, see I'm judging it based on, again, the release things that, like, kept my interest. I, I then, like, screamed about them or critiqued them, but the release things, I was like, okay, like, this is, like, something's happening here. Like, Ray's daughter is going to date M- Buddy Murphy, and I don't know, I was at least, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, had na- I had names to retribution guys to make fun of. I was entertained <laughs> in that regard. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so Raj Geary, not Nick Hausman. Nick uh, does a podcast with Justin Labar on the same channel. Different channel, actually. Different oh, channel. really? Yeah, the rest of the, the, the Wink Daily is on a separate feed. Yes. There you go. See, I can't keep all the Wink stuff straight, man. The Empire. The Raj Geary Empire. Um, okay, so uh, what else we got, Raj, before we take this home? Uh, we, we had reported last week Jeff Hardy re-signed with WWE. Uh, it's looking like his deal... It, most of the new deals are five years, but it's looking like his is two to three years. So his is uh, just a... It's it's at least two to three years, so uh, he'll be around for a little while. And uh, Melina is rumored to be returning to WWE. Um, PW Insider reported that she is resigned and should be starting soon. Melina went on Twitter and denied it. Normally, when you see a wrestler denying it, that means they're showing up soon. So, uh, yeah, Melina. So we'll see. And uh, Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode is supposed to be coming back soon, like uh, probably in the next week or two. So he has been out since this pandemic started, and he is uh, he is reportedly on his way back. What will his retribution code name be? <laughs> I, I got I got nothing. Brood. <laughs> Brood. He, he would be good. He'd be good in that group, actually. Matt Morgan, if the, you got the call from WWE. And said, so, Matt, we want to bring you back. We made a mistake letting you go. We think there's a bright future for you to see still at this company. But by the way, you're going to be in retribution. <laughs> Do you think uh, maybe? No. no. He's under a mask, so he doesn't have to like. That's uh, you true. Know, he, he doesn't Matt. get. He doesn't <laughs> get any on him. Matt would be like, how's that? The madness. You guarantee you can't tell who I am under the mask, right? <laughs> at age 44, you think um, just no. <laughs> there's a seven foot. Hear me out. There's a seven foot guy. Who's under a mask? He's he all of a sudden stops doing this podcast. No coincidence. Like I think we, I think it could work. Goodbye into it. <laughs> Kayfabe. If Bobby Roode joins Retribution and gets a code name, so he doesn't get the music in the entrance, which is like his most over thing. Bobby Roode's too classy for Retribution. They've they've kind of went this Mad Max angle with Retribution, right? I feel like Bobby Roode's too. You know, he's got the robe. He looks good. He's well groomed. So what if let me throw all right so so I've already thrown out the Triple H booking thing uh, of like he's okay well that's that's how Let's they got a contract. Let's talk. He's well groomed. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you know the, the other Retribution guys they're not. Wait, does Bobby Roode use man or use Manscape? <laughs> we'll have to check. <laughs> Matt, why don't you send him a text? <laughs> um. I know I pitched the whole Triple H thing. I'm like okay, there has to be an explanation of why they got the contract. How do they get it? I mean, another thing, if you want to try to give him credibility, is they were right there in the same segment. Retribution was when Orton comes out again. Maybe well, they, do they help Orton get McIntyre into an ambulance? Is Orton behind this somehow? Because Orton's never been attacked by them. I mean, I'm just trying to throw out things like make this something. Right, well, I don't that makes know. sense. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. We got uh, anything else? Last thing: the SmackDown ratings. It did 2.037 million viewers on Fox, so it stayed above two million again. Uh, which it's done ever since the Thunderdome. So uh, they had hard competition from the Lakers game that did close to 5 million viewers. And also the news broke that that night about uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So yeah. uh, a lot of people you know, were watching the news. So it, overall, we'll see how it does next week. It was down quite a bit from last week. It was down 12%, but uh, on a night with a lot of hard competition. So uh, we'll see what it does next week. But... Still, SmackDown doing uh, you know is, has been holding on way better than Raw ratings. 
There you go. So who's on Wednesday night's podcast, Rush? Uh, right now, it's Justin and Matt. Sam can't. Uh, Sam will be back next week, and and we we got the issue figured out. We, uh, last week, Sam wasn't able to watch both at the same time. The next time he's on, he will be able to to watch both at the same time. Uh, but uh, right now, Matt and Justin and and maybe myself this this Wednesday. It's cool. hard to watch both at the same time. It, I don't it miss is. it. Uh, Friday night we got SmackDown coverage. Sunday night Clash Champions coverage. Who's here for that, Rush? Uh, we'll let's uh, discuss that real quick when we get off. <laughs> I'll be here. Oh yeah, Glenn know. and Matt for sure. Well, there you go. Uh, WWE Battlegrounds came out. Been playing that a little bit. If you like uh, iOS games where you just pound buttons, this is the wrestling game for you. And spending fifty dollars to unlock the whole roster. So do they, I don't recommend. Do they pay you for that plug? No, no, I bought I bought this with my own cash money. <laughs> but if I talk about it on the podcast, I can deduct it from my taxes. There you go. Because it's work. <laughs> so there you go. I bought it so you don't have to, folks. Get it on sale later. Okay, uh, we'll see you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.